Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. Nevada Youth Empowerment Project gives homeless young women, 18 to 24, in the Reno area a chance to reroute their lives through a structured program that provides housing and basic needs, life skills training, opportunities to practice new life skills, and the support and love of a family. They teach each woman crucial life lessons that change the way they view the world, and they provide the knowledge and resources for them to become self-sufficient. When these young women change their futures, they change their children's futures, too. Their website, nyep.org. Connecting with and motivating youth is what gets my guest, Monica Dupay, founder and executive director of the Nevada Youth Empowerment Project, out of bed. And helping others replicate her model is what keeps her moving. Also joining us today is Marilyn York, board president, so I want to welcome you both to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry. So let's get the backstory, Monica, of you saw a critical need. I'm sure, Marilyn, you're out there in the community, saw a big critical need, which led to the creation of the Nevada Youth Empowerment Project. That's true. So back in 2007, I was working at another organization, and we were helping aged-out foster youth. And I recognized that we didn't really have residential settings where we could teach independent living skills and hold them accountable to the outcomes that we wanted to see for them. So I opened up a little five-bedroom home, and now we're at a 14-bed home with a graduate site, and we're in the midst of building a 10-unit intergenerational complex as well. That's awesome. So Marilyn, as board president, have you been there since the beginning? Met Monica when we both won the 20 Under 40 Award when we were young <laughs> in 2010. And our current mayor, Hillary Sheevy, was the former board president and walked me down to accept my award on that occasion and introduced me to Monica at that event, who invited me to come see the home, which I did. And then she invited me to join the board, which I'd never done, but I did. And then I became board president shortly thereafter and have um, worked closely with her to do fundraising, some of the weird legal issues um, over the years and watched us grow and, you know, basically just support everything Monica does and the organization does through the years. So, you know, because we think of youth as obviously under 18, but as you said, foster youth, you know, at 18, they're kicked out. I mean, do we have a lot of, and you focus on young women. So is there more than the 15 beds you offer? I mean, is there a waiting list? How, How critical is this issue in our community? It's very critical. You can see it with your eyes. I mean, if you drive around downtown or if you even look at the outcomes that we're seeing throughout our education system, um, we see the disparities that are going the mental health, the suicides, that we see what's going on with our youth. Um, what we're having trouble with, I think, as, as a society is coming up with something that they want. 
And so we have a lot of youth who, who are in need, a lot of youth who have failed to meet the indicators of young adult success, which is like finishing high school, getting a driver's license, moving into their own apartment. And so they definitely need these things that we have to offer. But they're not very interested in following rules meeting expectations, being held accountable. And so uh, we're missing them. As a society, we're kind of missing them. We, we have all these things we want to offer them, but they're not quite the things that they want. So we're there in society right now. I think we see that. I think parents experience that a lot, where they want their kid to do well, maybe go on to college, maybe you know get a good paying job, and maybe they're stuck in the basement playing video games, just kind of doing whatever it is that they want to do for themselves, not really thinking about the larger group. And so we have, that's a problem that's going on. And the way that I would say that we need to address that problem is we need to start talking. We need to start talking about uh, where they're meeting, where they're meeting indicators, where they're not meeting indicators, and come up with some ways, programming ways, that we can get them motivated into the things that we like to see them get done. Um, until we start talking, until we start acknowledging these things, I don't know that they will change. Awesome. So, Marilyn, you know, it's it's a home. So what makes this home and this facility better than just anything else out there? Monica, in short. But Monica and a local psychologist, um, Bob Quillich, wrote a program for this home. So it has a very specific curriculum, which, you know, it has a point system associated with it. It's a positive-based curriculum. It comes with pure accountability, a daily, a weekly report card. Everything has a criteria. If you walk through the home, you'll feel like the worst parent on planet Earth. Every time I tour someone, I feel like a horrible mom because it's the opposite of my own parenting skill. Like I'm saying, accountability, for example, you know, they have to keep their rooms clean every day. Well, clean is defined for them in writing on the wall. It is the trash can cannot be more than 50% full. The windows must be clean. Everything has to be pure of clutter. Your bed must be made. No clothes strewn about, you know, the toilet lid is down. Like it is that specific. And someone grades them every day and they get a weekly and a daily report. Like, how are you doing in all of these categories? That was an example, you know, and everything's programmed and scheduled for them. And they have a calendaring, you know, class and then they carry a calendar on their devices or on the board on the wall. We have a smart wall as well. And they're kept accountable in that way as well. So every day they're scheduled and they have to do group sessions and they need to be somewhere at least eight hours a day, volunteering, going to school, working. Usually it's a combination. They do group meals. They plan those meals down to the nutritional value, the cost per person, and then the girls that live in the home rate them by taste as well. You know, they do their own grocery shopping, whether it be online or in person, and the groceries are delivered. Um, I just started a program where they get eggs delivered to them fresh every week from our, one of our local farmers who I am affiliated with through Friendship and also she does stuff for Enyep. Um, and that's been really nice as well so they can get fresh local ingredients as well. So it's just a really well-run program and, and most people don't have that sort of programming in their lives and that credit goes to Monica and Bob to be honest. And it it produces outcomes. We have outcomes that graduation criteria. Monica's better at describing this, but essentially it's no unwanted pregnancy because that was an issue for a time. Um, no criminal activities. You have to graduate from high school or its equivalency, get some sort of certificate program so you can get what we consider to be a living wage job, which is typically at least $13 an hour in our current economy and probably getting higher all the time. Um, and then they try to save at least $2,000. And what we want is them to be off the system when they leave our home. We're not trying to keep them system 
system dependent. We're not always 100% successful there because we get some really ailing kids, but they make huge strides in our program in order to graduate and most often are off the system and we like to keep them off the system. And so we get them to independence and become productive members of you know society. It's an 18 to 24 month stay typically to see that success and it's taking longer all the time, which is one more indicator that Monica was talking about, that our youth are struggling and these girls are willing and capable. That's our criteria. So we don't have any access one mental health girls on premises. We don't have any active um, addictions in the house. We don't tolerate it. We cannot for safety. Typically, our girls are not pregnant, although since Costa de Vida closed, we've found ourselves with the occasional um, resident that gets pregnant while they're in our home, and we've helped them navigate that as well. But unfortunately, that charity is closed, and that was a really important Mm, charity. Wow. So, I mean, those are kind of the criteria, and we invite anyone to come tour the home. It's beautiful. It's amazing. These girls were formerly homeless, and their rooms are spotless. I can't get my spoiled Beverly Hills rich kids to barely brush their teeth. So, (laughs) you know, it's really impressive what Monica has been able to do, and no one lives in the home with them. That's what's interesting. They have staff seven days a week, you know, at least eight hours a day, but they're alone at night. Oh, wow. And yet so they're trust, accountable. building trust at the same time. Well, there's cameras, but those are outside <laughs> and in the common areas, not their bedrooms, not their bathrooms. And, the, and these girls will tell on each other because the girls that are there are there for the right reasons and they're working hard. They work the program hard. They don't appreciate someone coming in and trying to, you know, not work the program the way it's intended to work. They're quite, they're, there's quite a few rules and they're very tight in the first 30 day stay on purpose to kind of acclimate them to this is your new life to sever old ties that are not benefiting them or serving their future. So it's a shock to the system. Girls will wash out all the time on their own volition. They leave and some of them come back when they're ready, which is really great. And they're successful round two. Well, they, they know there's a there's a space. So yeah. before we go to break, Monica, why don't you talk about the upcoming event that you guys have on October 27th? Thank you for the opportunity on that. So we have our first annual Halloween ball at the Virgil on Nevada Day, which is October 27th. It's at 6 p.m. And this is a adults only. This is going to be a lot of fun. Marilyn is the brainchild, Marilyn York's brainchild behind this event. And it is going to be a sinful night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, So I encourage uh, people that want to dress up, that love themes, that love to go all out on Halloween, that want to come in and, and like experience tarot card reading and maybe have some custom poetry done around their name. Um, They want to maybe come in and take really awesome photos. We have really cool um, photo walls set up and photo displays uh, set up for people so they can get some really good photos. So it's just going to be one of those nights that you will remember for a very long time. And of course, this is to raise funds. All proceeds go to Enyap. It's a curated event that's classier. We have a lot of events in Reno that are around alcohol and crawling. And if you're into that, that's fine. I notice there's not many clothes on the women, and that's not my look. I don't have that body anymore. I never had that body. And so I prefer a more upscale, warmer event where you're indoors, <laughs> less alcohol. So that's what I was trying to do is capture the other part of us that love Halloween but still want to be more clothed and raise money for an amazing cause. Um, but we've done it classy all the way through. We have in- 
impeccable catering. We have a fashion photographer out of Los Angeles doing our photo booth. So it's not your ordinary photo booth. And live owls coming Ooh. to be a part of the photo booth. And as Monica touched on, we have custom um, poets there on vintage typewriters writing poems and fortunes for our guests. We have a ghost storyteller who will be wandering about telling stories of Nevada's past, which will be really cool. Um, and then, of course, we have a silent auction and we have some local wreaths that have been made by beautiful florists in town that have donated to us that we're auctioning off as well as some whiskey for the boys because they don't care about wreaths. We care about our boys, too. <laughs> so it'll just be a really cool event. And hopefully we'll raise quite a bit of money for ENYAP, which is an important cause because we are 100 percent community funded. This is not a program that gets funding. Where do I buy tickets? Um, the easiest way is probably ENYAP's Facebook page, also my Facebook. Um, and you can go to my website at marylandyork.com and we will give you a link as well. But you can call my office too and I'll give you, I'll make it as easy as possible for ticket sales. Eventbrite and search for the Halloween ball. You can buy your tickets right off there too. Okay, awesome. All right, we have to go to break. We come back. I'm going to pick up with Monica and Marilyn regarding the Nevada Youth Empowerment Project. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over two decades, we have taught thousands of business owners, real estate investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate, and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 to set up a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill if you want to experience peace of mind today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency Head Start or Early Head Start programs. Hi, my name is Alyssa. I am new to Community Services Agency of Reno. I have a great teaching career at Head Start and Early Head Start, and I just absolutely love working here. Call 775-786-6023 or visit the website csareno.org. Natakwa, Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa News is delivered to the north slopes of the Sierra Nevada throughout Nevada and California. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. This is Peter from Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thursdays, 3 p.m. on 93.7 FM. Nevada Real Estate Radio. The Community Living Program offered through the Nevada Youth Empowerment Project serves young women who are exceptionally damaged, undereducated, under-resourced, disadvantaged, unsupported, and unprepared. Each has expressed a deep desire to be happy and productive and for the time being are willing to do the work it takes to earn and achieve things and make the most of the opportunities that come their way. They recognize they need more help, they want it, and they're asking for it. They're desperate for a home, to feel cared about, to finish school, get a job, and live on their own. 
If you would like to make a difference in the lives of these young women, visit nyep.org. Joining me today is Monica Dupay. She is the founder and executive director and Marilyn York board president. So let's talk about that because your goal is to move these women from poverty to opportunity. And what is unique about your program is you actually have a house that they live in, getting them off the street or out of a bad situation. Yes. So when someone is struggling with homelessness, homeless, it then becomes like an onion layer. And so their housing has to immediately be addressed if you want to help them with schooling or if you're having any other expectations of them. And so having the house allows us to address that immediate uh, need that they have. However, we're not a shelter program. So they do have to want to come in for the benefits of the program, which are what, like what Marilyn said, finishing school, going into skilled trades, um, and making the most of the opportunities that come their way. That is the biggest thing that I see happening right now is the misunderstanding that youth are not developing because there is a lack of opportunity. There is plenty of opportunity. What there isn't is a prepared youth ready to make the most of that opportunity. So there's a lot of preparation work that we have to do. But in order to do that, a youth has to be willing. They have to want what we have to offer. And so that's why we've chosen willing and capable group so that we can actually be working with people that want what we have to offer. That's awesome. And so I do a lot of work in workforce development. I used to be the chair of Nevada Works uh, two times. And so one of our big focuses is youth. But just like you said, if you don't have sustainability or a place from which to grab the ring of opportunity, then it's just a lot of money spent for nothing. So how, how do these young girls find you? Uh, well, we've been around since 2007, so we've been around a long time. So a lot of word of mouth. Um, at this point, we're getting siblings or friends of kind of thing, and so they trust us, so they're referring people in who they know. Um, we get referrals from any agencies or systems of care that work with young women who are struggling with homelessness. We do a lot of outreach uh, to places that we know young women who might need us uh, would be crossing paths at. Um, so we are out there a lot. The interesting thing is, is even when we have a shelter that houses six to 700 people a night and a youth shelter that houses up to 50 youth a night, f- from those both those agencies collectively, we've received less than 12 referrals in one year. That doesn't make any sense. It's why we have to have conversations. We have to be willing to talk about these things. Our shelters should be central in take points, and they should work quickly to get people referred out to the appropriate level of housing. When you don't send someone to the appropriate level of housing and instead maybe you hang on to them because maybe they're nice and they make the place pleasant and they do what you ask them to do, they're an easy client, so you kind of hang on to them. When we as experts do not refer them to the appropriate level, we promote them 
getting stuck in the cycle of surviving to stabilizing. They don't make it to thriving. They just go from surviving to stabilizing. They may go back to surviving again to stabilizing. We keep them stuck in that cycle. So it's really important as experts that we recognize emergency shelters roles, which are to end someone's immediate homelessness, but then to refer them out into housing-based programs or programs that can then start addressing those specific needs that are the root of their homelessness. Well, you're you're moving them into uh, self-sufficiency, which is a different model than just you have a place with a roof over your head. Uh, Marilyn, in your work with the organization, I mean, it's it's amazing that it is here. I'm thrilled to learn that it is here. And yet we have a big need. So what what do you see the role of the Nevada Youth Empowerment Project in the future? I mean, you can move to a bigger shelter or a home. What? Uh, our program's very specific, though, and there's a very specific population we serve. And what we do is crucial and incredible for that population. What we do not have yet in Reno and need more of is other specialized programs like ours. We'd like to see ours be duplicated in other fashions and serve other populations because, like normal humans, the homeless population is very complicated and complex. So we would like to see our community work better together, as Monica alluded to, so that we have a central intake place to refer out, and then we need places for the referrals to go. We need other housing programs and other providers and donors and the community to step up and fill those needs. We need to identify those needs. We need houses for young pregnant girls again. We lost Casa de Vida, which is a horrible travesty. The other thing of note is that 5% of all donations in the United States go to female benefiting charities. We are female. We have achieved great equality in the last 10 and 20 and 30 years, and we don't help ourselves. Why are why is only 5% of money going to female-based charities? And the majority of those are reproductive health, which is great. But once our babies are born, they forget about us moms, and they forget about our babies. 5%. And yet we are more vulnerable as a population. So we have to change that. And we need more beds and more housing programs like ENYEP or like ENYEP type for the right population. You know, girls that are addicted. We have step two, which is great, but that's only for mothers. What about women that are addicted that don't have babies in their bellies? Like we are missing huge populations. And then there's, you know, homeless boys. And we need these programs to be holding these kids accountable and truly programs, not just a place for them to show up and be unaccountable some more because they aren't growing and they aren't becoming productive. And we need the workforce support, but they need the support on the back end to get ready to actually be employable, to be quite frank. That's one of the things NYEP does really well is put them in volunteer sites that are really supervised to assess their true ability to show up and find out where the holes are and where we need to help support them into being more employable. So it's a big ask, but it's really important. Our streets are covered in homeless people, and the best people to try to keep out of that are the youth. So they don't end up there in their older adulthood. They're the most promising and the most likely to be rehabilitated and the most vulnerable. So it's a really great population to work from. I just want to add to that. If we were looking at a continuum of care uh, for youth right now, we have an emergency shelter, which is the Eddie House. Right from there, we have no permanent supportive housing for young people. There's no providers that are 
are um, designating help for young people. It's adults, and maybe we'll take a youth, but there's no youth providers. And then, so these are for the kids who would be severe emotionally disturbed, severe mentally ill. We have no, um, so if you're a sex offender and you're a youth, there's no place that's going to take you. That's what we're talking about, is spending the time to talk about what gaps we have and how can we get those gaps filled. And so right now, if you don't, if you, if you can't go into the Eddie House and go into their workforce, program, if you're not a young woman and qualifying for our program, if you don't qualify for Awaken, there's really nothing else that's there. Yes, well, that's why we're talking about it today. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but I do want to mention once again that on October 27th at 6 p.m. at the Virgil, there is an adult-only costume party. And what is it called, the party? I mean, we're just calling calling it our first annual Halloween ball. Okay, the first annual Halloween ball. You can get tickets and more information off Marilyn York's website or Facebook page. Of course, I imagine something will get posted out on the Facebook page for the Nevada Youth Empowerment Project. Um, But it's a great opportunity to learn more about the organization, to raise funds, to help these young women, because it's really... Uh, how you make them self-reliant, self-sustainable, and isn't that the goal of a community, right? Yeah, it's 300000 a year to put these girls in jail, you know, or you can spend 30000 a year and see them succeed in life. It's amazing what people miss as the opportunity to help our society run better. Awesome. So if you want more information, if you want more information, reach out to Monica Dupay or Marilyn York. They'll be happy to share information about Nevada Youth Empowerment Project. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show, where business, but today, helping young women move from poverty to opportunity has been amplified. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show. This is Peter from Nevada Real Estate Radio. I talk about the subjects that help you as a home buyer, seller, or investor. Some people might just focus on the negative things, so guess where they're going? We do it differently. We focus on the positive aspects of today's real estate opportunities. You might have to navigate through some murky waters, but we're here to help you achieve success. The Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursdays, 3 p.m. on 93.7 FM. Nevada Real Estate Radio.